Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. You know, it's not a good thing when you make notes of what you want to talk about at the beginning of the show, and you can't remember the note you're supposed to put on here from today. Because <laughs> we did watch this. Uh, ah, no, 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 it's uh, not about the movie. It's, oh, ab- oh. it's about what I did today. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it's much worse than... Yes. Yeah. Man, you don't need my help. Keep going. It, it's been... It's, you suck. It, thank you. It's been... It, we've been under some trials and tribulations. It's May 10th, 2021. If you're new here every single week, uh, my beautiful wife, Smith and I, we talk about our lives. We talk about uh, a random movie that we watch in our massive movie collection. And we, you know, just we just talk. We We live our lives in utter silence until we start recording this podcast and actually have a conversation with one another. Yes, that's accurate. That's why there's so much, like, aggression that comes out on this podcast because it's just like... We just save it up. We just save it up. You you leave the dishes in the sink, dirty, just sitting there, just sitting there. I got to do them. I got to empty the dishwasher again. I have to recruit my four-year-old to help me. It all comes out on here. Okay. I mean... No, I'm just saying as an example. I'm not saying that that actually happened. I'm just saying as an example, that's what... Did what, you, what did you do tonight? Oh, medium. you did the dishes and emptied the dishwasher. Right, 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 right. You don't want me to start giving out quote-unquote examples. You don't want me to, so I won't. Uh, today is the day after Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, uh, belatedly, to you and yours. Um, we had a, we, we had a nice Mother's Day. Yes. Did you have a nice Mother's Day? Sure. <laughs> we, uh, we spent it with, uh, with my family and we had a, a lovely feast and had a lot of fun time with Jillian. You got, uh, your favorite breakfast, which is Taco Bell, <laughs> uh, delivered to you and, uh, you got taken care of because we are now vaccinated motherfuckers. We got our second COVID shots less than 24 hours apart. I got mine. That was... It worked out fine. Because uh, I'm, well, I'm, just, I'm just more resilient. No, because you sat your ass on this couch immediately after and didn't move for 24 hours. That's not true at all. So Yeah, you moved from here to the bed and back to the couch. No, I had to go out and get my lunch. That was your own doing you could have had it delivered i got my shot thursday morning and was totally fine that whole day uh not like samantha's uh spilling tea all over the front of herself is fine um i 
woke up and was like, oh, man, yeah, this is what this is like. On okay, Friday cool. Morning. It's mm-hmm. like, it's basically like you have, a, like, the a flu. really bad cold, like the flu. Your whole body just aches, mm-hmm. something fierce. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're hot and cold on and off. There was one point, like, I went to the bathroom, and I thought I pissed my pants because I looked down at, like, my boxers, and they were just so saturated with water. Just maybe from you did, sitting. Maybe you did pee. No, I didn't. I, I double checked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're um, a dumbass. But uh, was not good. I didn't have lunch p- planned, so I ordered a pub sub and like I went and got it. And like me walking to, like to grab my pub sub was just torture. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally fell asleep and woke up and kind of felt better. Like sweat through most of it was still a little sore. Arm now, uh, arm was obviously wrecked i had like a dead arm like i just kind of like had it at my side couldn't really do anything with it um and then woke up uh the next day and felt like 90 95 percent so that was fine samantha's shot you know you got friday afternoon friday afternoon uh and your yeah and yours didn't wait 24 hours to really kick in saturday morning i woke up and it had hit me and you had to physically go to work for like like four hours yeah yeah so you came home and proceeded to just be dead for the rest of the day. Yeah. For couldn't get comfortable. I, I I'm a very big baby when I am sick. There is oh, nothing on me. you. Yeah, because I don't get sick. Alright, you get sick quite often. Which You're fucking means kidding that me, you're right? Baby all the time. You're kidding you're me. Oh, you're kidding sinuses. me. Uh, uh, you're kidding me. Uh. You fall asleep on the couch and constantly don't feel good all the time. All the time. I have not been sick for like multiple years at this point. Oh, I'm so glad you just said that. I just I said it the other day too, and you're like, oh, you shouldn't say that. I was like, why? Because I'm fine, I'm resilient, I take care of myself, I'm like, you... No, you don't. Say, dude! I take care of you. How do you take care of me? I make you take your pills. You put them in a a fucking Uh separated uh container, that's it. What was was the the reality show we came up with yesterday? The reality show we came up with was, watch dad do things he doesn't normally do because I was helping you with the fucking laundry. And putting the pills away. And put and, and making so the bed the and stuff. Doing the things to help you because you were such a little shit that it took you two full days to recover from this on something. I got over in one day. What about it? Art. Wu-Tang. Okay. So here we are, six days after we've watched this movie, finally talking about it because... Of things. There was one day last week you literally called out of work because you did not feel good. But I'm sick all the time. You were wrong. Point the man once again. Uh, but now we're fine. And uh, we're... It's not, a, it's not a video podcast, it's an audio podcast, so maybe you should verbalize your, your feelings instead of looking at me. Oh, they know. Uh-huh. No, they think that their podcast stopped working because they don't hear anything, so that's why I have to constantly edit, so... Uh, you don't constantly edit. And I, well, if you do, it's errors that you make. If I do, it's or just... Jilly if, it. if it's you, if, if I do, it's because of you, so there's more of me, so they're actually better episodes. Um, 
I'm just on fire. Woo! I'm watching some movies, rewatching movies uh, as of late uh, this past week. Uh, rewatched a movie we're actually going to be watching here on the podcast in about five or six weeks, so I won't tell you what it is for our first guest star uh, episode that we're going to be having. We watched Bruno, just because I was like, watch Borat, watch everything else. Why don't we watch Bruno? Uh, rewatched Predator today, which was just cool. Rewatched Knives Out. I think it's become one of my favorite like rewatchable movies. Watched the movie Big Bully. Rick Moranis and Tom Arnold, a favorite of mine from my childhood. That's absolutely terrible, but couldn't help myself. Um, and then we watched a movie yesterday before going to bed. Do you want to tell the people about it? No. <laughs> Fine. I'll f- I no, don't want because it gave me fucking nightmares. I don't. It didn't give you nightmares. It gave me nightmares. It gave you living mares. <laughs> uh, we were getting ready to go to bed, and I'm flipping through just like, like what's on. Hulu, and I see this movie called Killer Grandma on Lifetime. Lifetime is playing like uh, on Mother's Day, like a like a murdering mom marathon. Uh, so I put it on, and it is exactly what you expect. It's like trashy direct to video or direct to TV, like slasher Lifetime movie about this weird grandma who is, like, a psychopath and is, like, killing people because she wants to, like, take her granddaughter. Because she lost her daughter. Let's not get too into it because we don't and... want spoiler alert for Oh, people. yeah, spoiler. Please go check it out. I... Waste two hours of your life. I... An hour and a half. I don't know how long it's been. Was trans-fixed trans We were so into it for no reason. Really, truly. It was we put absurd. It on, we like hardly ever use our TV in the bedroom, and I made sure it was on as we were going to sleep, because I had to find out what happened. Ultimately, it fucking blew and sucked. Of course it did, because it's a Lifetime movie called Killer Grandma. Uh, or Killer in Law. It just depends. Yeah, it's a movie that has two names, so that's how you know it's good. And... Uh, yeah, we just had to know, and it was disappointing, so... It was, it was... But you should watch it for yourself. Insane. See if you like the, uh, twists and turns. Um, so it's been my, uh, viewing patterns as of late. Cool. Have you, do you have anything? No. Sweet. Oh, good. We're gonna get so much of you on this episode. This is gonna be an all-timer. Um... You're a fucking asshole. Has any sense... do people, do people think... Do you think that people think you're funny? Absolutely. You're wrong. No. Yes. No, I'm not. Absolutely wrong. Mm-mm. No, I'm right. Our penultimate wrap it up series movie today, It Chapter 2. Watch the original It back. Uh, oh, I forgot why we do this for these things. I'm not prepared. Damn 2019. it. 2019. I'm sorry? 2019. In 2019. Yes. Uh, do you have a date there? I do. March 24th. Beautiful. The score for the movie was? Uh, you gave it a 10. I gave it an 8.5, so it was a 9.25. Okay. MVP of the movie, I believe, was Bill Skarsgård. It was. And the LVP was Wyatt Olaf. It was. Who plays the kid Stanley. Uh, so we watched the uh, the sequel. So this is uh, next, the last time we're going to be doing this special series, which is catching Potentially. up. Well, yeah, because we might have movies that if we add later on. Movies then they'll, the like collection. we said, they'll automatically be put into the queue and, right. and worked out. Yeah, so 
I got this from a Shut up. bootleg video store in Ohio. I think it was called, like, not Movie Gallery, because Movie Gallery's been closed. I don't know. And they had it for they, sale, it was like, a super movie cheap. It was a Movie Gallery. Probably. In Ohio? Uh, yeah. So it doesn't have, like, a real... It has, like, like, like a video store packaging to it. So the back is very, very limited. But in the interest of fairness, last time I was at Walmart, I took a picture of the back of the box and have it on my phone. And you've been studying it? No, I've and not. Practicing? I've not looked at it since. Mm, okay. So I'll right. read the back of this box We're now. Ash this is what this counts. No, I'm no. going to read that, and if I mess it up, it doesn't count. It does count. No, it doesn't. It does count. What interest of fairness? What fairness if you're not going to even? If I'm it's no, not going to count. In the interest of the fairness of the people listening, no, they're still no, getting. No, 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 that's bullshit. Twenty-seven years after their first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Losers Club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back. It is the back of it, Chapter Two. And I will pull up the picture, and I will do it. And if it can, and if I fuck up. It counts. And you decide to count it. It does then count. Then that's a bunch of shit. No, it's not. You're the one who just said, in the interest of fairness, I took a picture of the actual back of the box. It's that's a, what you said. You just said that. Not Rewind the fucking tape. Then, then be more deliberate with the words that you use. A truly epic conclusion to one of the greatest horror stories in cinema history, says Jake Hamilton, Fox TV. After 27 years, it has returned. As people begin to disappear in Derry, Mike calls the rest of the Losers Club home so they can destroy it once and for all. Damaged by the past, the Losers must conquer their deepest fears to take on Pennywise, who is now deadlier than ever. So fuck you too. Let me too. see and make sure that there's not more. Just the special features, that's it. And I've confirmed the front of the box didn't have a quote on it or anything else. God, just because you're down two in this reading challenge, and this is episode 343... I'm getting desperate. I'm not getting desperate. I just, you're the one who said in the interest of fairness, I'm holding you to your own word. So stop saying things you don't mean. You joke. <laughs> Great one. I saw this in theaters. You did not. I didn't, no. Had you seen the first movie by not, the time? Mm, I think you had to have. If we watched it in May 2019, yeah, this came out... March 2019. Oh, yeah, this came out later on in the year. Yeah, but I said I didn't want to see it. I mean, the first movie was still scary to me. I don't want to be sitting there screaming about a fucking clown. You don't in the scream of the here. What's the difference of you screaming? What's the difference about being in a movie theater and being Because at if home? somebody else screams, it's going to make me scream. I'm empathetic. I feed off the emotions of ah! others. So you didn't scream right there? Only people I like, connect with and care about. Strangers in a movie theater? I don't give a fuck about you. Uh, I was super geeked up to go see this. Uh, considering, I mean, I gave the first one a 10. I think it's uh, I think it's a modern horror classic. But also, amazing casting. Some of the best child acting. And we make fun of kid actors on the show on a pretty regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, and then you get the likes of... Multi-time MVP Bill Hader, multi-time MVP uh, James McAvoy, multi-time LVP Jessica Chastain, but still one of the most famous female actresses of their generation, and some other amazing casting. Same director, same everything back together. Mm -hmm. This movie had so much like built up for it, and it's fine. Is See, it, I really liked it. You really liked it. Wow, that's surprising me. I remember, I, I, so this is only the second time I've seen it. I left the theater, 
and told you, I was like, I was really, really let down by it. Yeah. Uh, for a, for a multitude of reasons, and I still feel those same that that same way. Maybe more so because I wasn't in. Why well, I, I saw it like on like a Friday morning, like it, like ten eleven o'clock, something like that. I didn't see it with a packed house of people reacting and whatnot. So it being at home didn't catch me as much as the first time. But you liked it. Why? I I I liked it. I didn't. So uh, I think it was too long. Mm. Entirely. I think mm-hmm. there were chunks that could have been taken out would have made it tighter and better overall. But I, I... Massive chunks. I think that it was incredible what they were able to do with the casting. I think the casting was so well done. I think that they picked the best people... For those roles and just the way that they got the ticks and the nuance of the characters was really great. The flashbacks and flash forwards, you know, between child and adult, mm-hmm. really liked all that. I would say they went six for seven. There's one that I wasn't necessarily a big fan of. He's probably not going to be my MVP. I have him on my short list, but there's a couple that bother me more. LVP. LVP, uh, sorry. I wasn't a big fan of Isaiah Mustafa as... Mike, I think that's partially just how hackneyed the Mike character is. Yeah, written. I think I think my problem is that also, Mike was not a focus in it chapter one as much as the rest of them. Sure, and he he's not a focus in this one either. I mean, end, well, he he was. Wait, you mean he was the Mulligan in this movie? You don't MacGuffin even know, you don't even know your own fucking joke. He was the MacGuffin in this movie. It's dead. I was so excited. It's to say dead. It. You can't do it anymore if you don't even know what it's called. You've been doing it for three hundred episodes. You killed it. Way to go. Maybe that was the MacGuffin of the show. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. That was good. <laughs> no, I mean, um, no. So he's kind of what gets the action. Right. Right. Yeah. But, going, but is not integral to the plot, which is exactly what a MacGuffin is. A person is not a MacGuffin. They can be. He's not. I so think the who? problem is that. Huh? I also just don't think Isaiah Mustafa is necessarily a good actor. I mean, he, he can do, you know, uh, fucking deodorant commercials. But I, I don't think he can do that, per se. But compared to the rest, you know, like, that's... I mean, I just think that it was, like, on another level. And we'll get to it when we get more into acting. Yeah. But I liked the overall story of it. Oh, the story is, the story I, I, is good. I liked it. I mean, I just thought it was great. Visually, great. I, you know, I just... Enjoyed it. So the length is definitely the biggest problem. This movie does not need to be two hours and fifty minutes. Yeah, it doesn't. It's there, there's some stuff you can. It gets up. so long, particularly the climax of the movie is like forty five minutes mm-hmm. of them doing this ritual and this fight mm-hmm. and all of it, and then each individual character has to get. Gets their a, moment. A 10... Well, I'm talking about before that. The 10 or 15 minute segment where they're looking for their token. And each beat is exactly the same as... Go try to find this. And you flash remember what happened. Flashback. And then back there, now you're getting scared. Jump scared, this, that, and the other. It's just so repetitive. And it's t- typical sequel stuff. 
which I was hoping this movie would avoid, typical sequel stuff is you split everybody up and then you get them all back together at the end. Any movie that's got like an ensemble cast, the first mm-hmm. one was great because everyone's having fun together and the second one, oh, we gotta give... Character development is thought to be individuals going off and doing their own thing. Because that's the only way people can show growth, which isn't necessarily Which the isn't case. the case. And I don't believe that... So, another big problem to the sequel for me is how much they went back to the kids because of how good the kids were in the first movie. I appreciate that. Yes, they're great. However, this isn't their story. If you're going to do it, maybe do it once. But the problem when you're going back two or three years later with kids is they are significantly different. So now I'm dealing with distracting... Uh, deep fake de-aging technology with children. And I'm like, why does Finn Wolfhard look weird? Um, why does uh, Jack Dylan Glazer, like, why is he talking and his mouth is so, like, rapid fire? Like, it's distracting because they had to make them look kind of younger. It's not like Robert De Niro when it's like, oh, we have to make Robert De Niro look like he was fighting in, like, the Vietnam War. No, this is these kids 24 months ago. You know what I mean? Right. But there's so much of it that it takes away from, okay, we got to learn who these people were. Right, but but I think I think that what the story is about, I mean, and, and one of the main focuses of the story is like once you leave Derry, you forget, and this was them remembering, and that's the only way to show it without it just being... Without, without just being exposition. You show the action, right? You don't talk about it, you show it. Yeah. How do you show what happened? You have to go back to the kids because they're also remembering what happens. I think, you know, this is the way that they decided to demonstrate that, which I'd rather have what they did rather than them just talking about, oh, hey, you remember that time that you went to the arcade and that guy called you gay and you left angrily, right? Like, so... That was super important to the story. I, I don't feel that way. I do. I, I, I think it... Because it, it has to show the effects of what it did and how long-lasting those effects were. That was the whole point. We saw that in the first movie. We don't need any more of that. You don't need any more of a how well, affecting no. it was you and affecting their childhood was. You don't was. necessarily, because then once they're all like in the or the creek or whatever, then you're like, oh, great. It ended, like, on a on a high note. You don't... Again, I disagree. Okay. Especially because I think one of the things that worked so well about the miniseries, or the two-part miniseries, is you got hard division. Boom, they're adults now. This is their story. Here we go. Take it over. Like, you felt it. And in this, I didn't feel it. And I also, I was like, I just want, like, if you're going to tack on 45 minutes of this movie, give me 45 more minutes of Bill Hader and James McAvoy and Jessica Chastain and James Ransone. Like, don't give me the kids I already enjoyed, you know? So that that was a big one for okay. me. Um, there's a, so, stuff that could have been removed, in my opinion. I like how... And it's the second time we're having this argument, I think, like, in a year. I like being true to the source material, right? So this movie is very true. There's some changes, obviously. 
but a lot of the beats and a lot of what happens, specifically the more supernatural elements, are actually addressed where the previous one doesn't even fucking bother with it because it's too fucking weird. Right. Um, but they also, the opening of the movie is straight from the book about the two gay characters who are... Basically have a hate crime committed against yes, them. Yes, and then, and then are victimized by fucking Pennywise. Right. It doesn't make it any more difficult... To watch and it get through. Was I think that that set the tone for this movie really well in a lot of ways because it was so hard to watch. Like, and maybe it's been different. And sorry, maybe it's Tope. Stop working out. Maybe it's been different in the last couple of years. Like, when did this movie come out? Last year. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. So maybe it's different in the last couple of years, but. I mean, I thought it was really hard to watch. See, I thought it was hard to watch, but in the wrong way. I, I thought it was so hard to watch. Like, it made me, like... And I also don't get the just... Uncomfortable. I don't get the justification for it, either. Like, I don't see how it's integral. I do, in this version, because in the book, Eddie and Richie's whole thing isn't really addressed. There might be a very subtle implication or a wink at it but it wasn't the way it was but it's not the way it's not the way it's portrayed and how it happens in this where you know richie basically is you know is deeply deeply closeted and it it implied that him and eddie had something at one point in their lives together um so i get i guess you have it for that but again like I don't need... It leaves a bad taste in my mouth to start. I'm not looking for fucking sunshine and rainbows with Stephen King. I'm not. Yeah. But when I'm reassessing the two hours and 50 minutes I spent watching this movie and think, hmm, how can I make this a better movie and get this down to 110 minutes and it just fucking kills... Well, you can probably take those 15 minutes off. Right, you, you can know? cut out the hate crime. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good thumb or rule of thumb. I think, I think, so one of the things is like small town, small minds, right? And I think that that, that particular scene sure. was meant to show how dairy was and how different our cast was fitting into that. So like, yeah. you know, with, with our, our main our main MacGuffin guy, Mike, here, right? They're going to do that to gay people, right? Obviously, they're not going to have the tolerance of the mind for black people. And I think that was kind of hinted on in the first movie as well. So, you know, Mike not fitting in because he's black and and everything like that. So I think it goes to that. So it goes to that. It goes to Beverly as a woman, them thinking she's, you know, second class and all the abuse that she's been through. So I think it goes to a couple of different avenues there you know them and and then the way that they treated ben when he was fat you know i think that it's small towns small minds like anything that's different or not in their box is not something they like and they'll do whatever they can to get it out of their town and they just took it to an extreme to portray that and it does and it does go to show kind of almost what the curse or what this veil is over dairy and i believe right. i don't know if it's in it the book or if it was it's at one in point it the book pro- well i don't know if it was proposed at one point or 
I know Derry exists in like the Stephen King universe as well. If like Derry, like once it is destroyed, like Derry's actually destroyed gets destroyed as well. Yeah, because it fed off of the this negativity hate and, and yeah. negativity that was in the town. I think that's what it went to portray without actually like showing the town exploding at the end or whatever. Yeah, you know. So I, I, it made me uncomfortable to watch, and I think that was the purpose. And, and, you know, whether or not you like it, I mean, could it have been shorter? It could have been much shorter because... I'm not to say it was super long. No, right? it wasn't super I long. I think 10 minutes is... But it, yeah, but it was it was really hard for me to watch. I It made me uncomfortable in, in a bad way. Like, it made me cry. Like, I was, like, emotionally affected by it because this is supposed to take place in the same... In this year, right? In 2016, I think so, and it didn't feel like it either... Whatever year it's supposed, it's supposed yeah. to take place in the 2010s. Yeah. Okay. And for that to happen in the 2010s, and like they portrayed in this movie, and it came right from the book that was written in the, what the 80s. Stephen King wrote it 70s, well, 80s, prob- probably like that. probably 80s, but might maybe 70s. I mean, come on, it's like yeah. really, it hasn't changed. 40 years. Yeah, I know. 40 years, small town, small minds, still the mentality. Yeah. And. It That's doesn't a podcast for another podcast. Sure, so I'm going to digress there. I think so. Looking at some other points I want to make about things I didn't like about the movie is where I settle on why the front of it is so confusing to me. Is the front of it the the prologue, if you want to call it that, mm. seems to mean, and you kind of verbalized it and came up with it pretty well. Like, what it means for the overarching story. Like, yeah. what, are, what are we getting at here, right? Um, but it doesn't out, outwardly say it. That's followed up with about a half an hour of some of the most, like, heavy-handed ham-fisting, are you sure you get what the fuck is happening with these character moments that are just overkill. Um, so the Stephen King parable of it all, of the ending stuff. Don't even get me started on the fucking shopkeeper scene, which I hate, of him getting his bike back and Stephen King on screen. He's an LVP candidate for me uh, in just one scene. I I just don't like looking at him, Um, let alone hearing him talk, let alone making little quips about what people have been saying for him for fucking half a century. Uh, But, you know, uh, McAvoy, you know, making a movie... We get a random Peter Bogdanovich cameo as himself. Uh, you know, if you're in the know, then that stuff is like, okay, yeah, Stephen King doesn't know how to write an end, so now this character doesn't know how to write an end. Cool, great man. That's followed up with the Bev stuff. And I... I don't want to say what I'm going to say, but I have a hard time believing... That somebody... No, don't, don't, because you're completely wrong. You're I, completely I probably am wrong. wrong. You're completely wrong. I, I probably am. I know exactly am. what you're going to say. I am. I know exactly what you're going to say. I, I probably am. I 100% You're 100% am. wrong. So, so let, me, let me tweak what I was going to you're say. You're 100% wrong. Uh, so I'm not going to say it then. So what I will say is, I don't think it would be, I don't think it should have been portrayed as poorly as it was. <laughs> That's better. Is that better? That's better. better. Yeah. So I think what you were going to say is go from one abusive household to another abusive household and allow themselves to continue to be abused. 
that's the victim mentality. That yeah, yeah, is I, frequent and happens a lot. Which I think what I meant to add into there was a pinch of like the upward trajectory that they had. You know, like she's a successful like fucking person. But, right? She was a real smart kid too and what? True, yeah. You so know? That's why I... I get That's it. why I get it. physical, emotional... I feel like Joe Pesci here. Okay, 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 I get it. <laughs> physical, emotional, mental abuse is damning for people and can make people think that their upward trajectory is only yes. because of... That said, that scene played out like the sequel to Killer Grandma on like a lifetime <laughs> scene. Because also it's, it's, it's made to make you think that she, she's safe and, you know, oh, it's fine. And then like on this turn of a dime... He's just an utter piece of shit. Uh, one of the changes that did happen uh, to get back to... Uh, why am I blanking on... The, uh, Bill. Bill's character. I couldn't remember McAvoy's character's name. Um, like, his wife, I think, is a pretty more prominent role in, in the book. The, in the yeah. book. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like, in this, she, she's not. Um, the Stan stuff is a tragic moment that I get, and it's needed, but I still don't like it. I like how they explain it at the end of the movie and tie it in. That is something that I can get on board with by the end of it. But at that point, I was like, you know. I was like, this piece of really? shit. Really? No, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> Good Lord. This piece of I, shit. I was like, that. I was just like, I was like, man, that's disappointing that, you know, you're missing that piece that was integral before for the now. Um, and then the heavy handed stuff with all like the Bauer stuff. I didn't like all the Bauer stuff. Adult Bowers is my LVP of the movie. I thought that actor... Teach Grant. Was that Teach Grant? Yeah. Oh, man. That's the most random... That's the most random uh, MVP and LVP ever. That was really uh, former MVP of Leprechaun Origins, Teach Grant. Yeah. Wow. That's hilarious. Yeah, that guy sucks. Uh, (laughs) It was just so... Over the top. It it was. And I... And every scene where he gets involved and he's like, heeing around. Yeah. And... I think that was why, because that's all that they gave him. He didn't have anything it just else. Was un, it just was unnecessary. It was mis- right. It's like, you I, could have cut, cut all that all out. All that out. Like, he just died in the well. It's done. Right. Cut all of it out. And that's it. Cool. You, we don't need and him then, stabbing Eddie in the face later. Right. We don't need right. you know you him in the a, library. You don't need we don't it. need his... So let me get this straight. Put, put something else there. Let me get this straight. So Pennywise has the ability to make Raise driving zombies. There is a zombie driving... I almost said Adam Bowers. <laughs> Shout out to Adam Bowers, friend of the show. Uh, you know, he makes movies and I did movies with him before. I made that sound ambiguous. <laughs> Porn. Not porn. It wasn't like he used to set up a camera and I just like tugged on my testicles for 45 minutes. I refused. Um, (laughs) But like all those scenes are just very hokey. They're all related on another big problem of mine for this movie is jump scares. The first one still had them, but was more effective in utilizing the foreground of shots and... Like the terror of the character mm-hmm. and what it was capable of doing, as opposed to shocking jump scare, shocking jump scare, shocking jump scare, loud noises, creature, creature, creature. You, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. 
It just was way, way, way too much in this movie. Particularly in those token scenes. The only one of those token scenes that worked for me was the was the old lady one. Because it did do that stuff where you see her, like, you know, making the weird motions in the background and, like, getting stuck at one point just staring at her and, like, the scratching. Like, that stuff worked. But as soon as she turns into, like, a droopy-titted <laughs> stilt monster, then I'm out, you know? <laughs> Uh, so that, that was something, but ultimately, there's not a fucking Pennywise in this movie, either. I think he's in it for, like, eight minutes. That, this movie's yeah. three hours! Yeah. You can't get me more Bill Skarsgård in this movie? I know. He's the best, he was the best part of the first movie. He's absolutely terrifying. He's so, so, the two, the, really, the only real scene... Of him is with the girl that has, like, the birthmark on her face underneath the bleachers. And he's fucking amazing in that scene. And that's so sad and terrifying. And, like, that's the type of stuff that you set it up on. He gets a little bit with Bill Hader later on. Um, you get Well, this... and then he does with, with um, James McAvoy in The Maze. In The stuff. Maze, that's another great scene. scene. I love that scene he, as well. I like him also when he's not in his makeup. Right, and he's like scratched. Like, all those are fucking hits. There right. was just a couple home runs there. It's a three-hour movie. Give me more of that and not terrifying lumberjack creature. Yeah. Or, or... I know part of his thing is that he takes shape or possesses sure. or whatever, but... You know. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to know what works and you have to use it. So if you don't get an, I don't think you get to see him because that scene with the little girl, I think happens after the Chinese uh, restaurant scene, which is a great scene. That is. Probably my favorite scene, in the, my, my actual my favorite, favorite scene scenes. in the movies. I think that's one of my favorite scenes too. I thought that was an amazing scene. Just them. Palling it up. Camaraderie. Camaraderie. Good Building chemistry. Building up and then, boom. Right. And it, Shit starts hitting the it fan. Does, it does a good job of explaining why they didn't remember. The, they, yeah. under, they find out what happens to Stan. Random, creepy shit starts happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still good humor. I liked this movie also kept its ability to inject humor yes. when it needed it. Um, particularly with Hater and Ransone, um, uh, yeah. Eddie and Richie just constantly like needling each other. Um, I mean, I the like the like the lead up to the finale, which is again takes forever, is pretty boring and just a lot of we're leaving. No, we're not leaving. Oh, we got to do this. No, we got to do this. Like if they're not chipping away at each other and and being just charismatic. And mm-hmm. the perfect counterparts to their child. Perfect. Like, like you couldn't get any better casting than those two specifically. Chastain is still also very good in she, terms really of... Really good. Of look and also, like, Look and attitude. Yeah. McAvoy does a great job with the stutter and, like, exhibiting Bill. Mm-hmm. Originally, I didn't, like, like Ben, but, like, if you look at him in the face, it's like, I see how you... Right, it's like I the get eyes. It. Like, that kind of, like, smolder kind of, like, look kind yeah. of thing. I get it. I still, I, I think he was probably after, uh, I don't count Stan, because Stan only had really, like, the one scene. Mm-hmm. But I think he, obviously, he's going to be underneath those four that I just mentioned. Right, I'd still right. have him above Mike, at least. Um, 
like give me more of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be beaten over the head constantly about how shitty and terrible the people in the atmosphere of dairy is with the callbacks in the pharmacy. And although while it is very clever, Eddie's wife now being portrayed by the same woman that was his mom, <laughs> which very is a great... funny. Like, I, I don't need those things. What I need is more of... of... The, the of these, of these really, really talented actors, right, doing a really good job of these characters that we already grew to love when they were being kids right. with really good material. Yes, with good for material for the most part. Yeah, I, so it is such a famous story, but the story inherently doesn't work once they become adults. It, it just doesn't work as well. Well, I think. Why do you think that is? Because fear is not the same to to an adult as a child? To a certain extent. I think it morphs. And I think that that was why it wasn't portrayed the same way. Because in the, in the original, it was mostly Pennywise. Right? In, 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 in chapter one, it was mostly Pennywise. It still, it still changed. No, no, because I think it still goes through each... Because remember, there's that scene where like they're recapping like what they've seen, but for the most part, no, they, they always go back to the clown. Pennywise, yeah. right? It was mostly. It the still clown. does. Like, there's the leper at one point. There's uh, like the the blood, but it wasn't necessarily characters right, or right. visions. Right, but it in, was things that he would do. Right, and yeah. in this, it was more. He, kind of like possessed things more, like yeah. the, the lumberjack thing, whatever. Like I, and then like when he. Did the skateboard thing with the little boy, right? That was terrifying for Bill's character. Was that supposed to be... Was that real? I don't know. I th- but, it's played as if it is. But I don't know. But I, but I think that's how fear evolves, right? It stops okay. being about, I'm scared of this evil-looking clown, mm-hmm. and I'm scared now that this child's going to get taken. Sure. So I think that that... McAvoy does a really good job in, the, in those scenes, too. An amazing job in those scenes. It was, I mean, it's palpable. The yeah, the, the, mirrors, the mirror scene is, is oh. the actual, like, scariest part of the movie, to me, at least. I, I mean, it was, it was just... Um, it was hmm. insane. But, but I, I, I think that, that the reason that you say that doesn't inherently doesn't work when they become adults is because fear's different. Yeah. And I think because it is fear, right? It's fear, it's negativity, it's hate. Yeah. All those things change as you grow. You're not scared of the same things. You're not easy, as easily scared. Absolutely. And I think that the whole perp the whole purpose of this story is for twenty or every twenty seven years, for billions and billions of years, whatever. It's never encountered things it has not been able to conquer. Yeah. So this is the first time that there's been people that have lived to see another cycle. Right. Right? So so I think that that's also, you know, the impact that that had on both fear itself, cre- the creature it, and, and the, the kids. So I think 
it still does work. It's just a different type. It's not. Yeah, you buy into it a little bit more than I do. I do, and maybe because I'm watching it's like, like a sci-fi kind of horror. I don't know. I'm not a really big Stephen King fan, but you wouldn't know that from listening to this podcast because I tolerated The Shining. I love Doctor Sleep. I loved Tolerate. the first It. I <laughs> well, I have a complicated relationship with The Shining. You know, I. I I obviously like this movie more than you did. So, yeah. I mean, I think that I just get it. I get Stephen King, I guess. And maybe I should read his books. I'm never going to sleep again. I think it's part of it is a combination of, to me, flaws in the storytelling, but also flaws in the way that it's adapted. So, like, okay. the way it's shown, a lot of times it's like, why the fuck it, it just not kill these fucking you know, like, why Like why is he really struggling here? You know, like, we've seen what he can do. What's the problem? He ate that guy's heart out through his chest. Yeah. Rib side. I also think that some things are better left to the imagination and are better left un, unknown or unsaid. So, like, once you get into, like, the ritual of Chud... And hallucinogenics. I could have done without all that. And like the deadlights and all this stuff and like how it can see like, you know what? It is just this evil creature and every 27 years it comes back and we got to kill it. Like, like, yeah, I, th- I don't know why I turned into being a I mean, you kill me every 27 years. Every 27 years I come back, I jerk off in a, in a used Burger King cup. And I make one random person drink it. And then I'm like, ha, surprise, Beetlejuice. And then I go back to living my life. Pennywise is a friend, so I don't want to go through all of his techniques, you know. But tell him you said hi if you want to. You want him to come by? No, that's cool. He can come by if you want every now and then instead of me. Nope. Mm -mm, For me? Y'all both can. Yeah, I pick one. Pennywise or Beetlejuice? Nope, neither. You know what happens if you say Pennywise three times? What? Somewhere a penny gets really smart. Please get out. <laughs> hey! Bye! This whole time I almost got the hiccups. Um, yeah, it, it, every time it gets in that shit, I'm just like, pass. Like, I just... I, I, I think you could have cut that out, made it a tighter story. That's something that fandom and the internet really, I think, was a problem for. And they were like, oh, we want, like diehards and people that want things to be the way that they expect it or read it or like right. like they wanted it to be a thing people were mad that the fucking turtle wasn't a thing and so because apparently in the story like uh, this turtle is a, an important part of it as well and they're like okay that's too weird so that's why it's an easter egg there's that turtle thing on the desk okay so look let me tell you something all right diehard fans like that can suck it you should be happy you get a movie adaptation yeah. of your print material that you love so much. And if you have a problem, let's look at the Harry Potter movies 1 through 8 versus books 1 through 7. And let's see what materials were left out. You want to have a conversation about it? Hit no. me up at Jam With Your Sam yeah, on Instagram. Just... Slide into my DMs and we could talk about the differences and why the movie adaptations were good as they were and didn't need much else. But if... They were 17-hour movies. What else I'd add? Oh, wait. Everything. Good so, point. Huh? 
That's a, that's a good point. I mean, it's just like you can't have everything. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Again, little nitpicks, just things. That's that why it, books are better than it, movies. In the structure, it's true. In the structure of the story that I didn't like, I already talked about like finding their tokens. It just felt like they're padding the runtime and getting more kid shit in. Why the fuck is Bill still falling for any Georgie shit? Yeah. Why? I, like it, it's overkill. It happens two or three times in this movie. I, still. So, it, it's 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 done. It's beaten to death, and it also hurts. The emotion of it the first time. Because I thought you already put this to fucking bed. Now it's it's back, so I, I don't... I know. Um, to be fair... To be fair, sometimes things get triggered and you can't help it. I think that, I think that the problem is that this movie does deal a lot with mental health and trauma, which hmm. go hand in hand, and... We're so quick to... See, I think it more so is about identity, but that's an interesting interpretation. I think it's about mental health and trauma and how... And, and to a certain extent, P- PTSD and what we do when we do remember the things that did happen to us. It's common that when something terrible happens to you, you black it out. Yeah. You, you, that's common. That that happens. Your, your brain does it to protect you and your body. And when you start remembering things... It all kind of rushes like a uh, like a dam breaking, mm-hmm. and so I can appreciate I can appreciate him falling for it, maybe the first time with the sewer thing. Um, that scene in the basement, though, that was heavy. That scene was heavy when he was saying like "You're the one who killed me," and they started screaming and stuff. That freaked me the fuck out. That's another pass for me. I didn't think it was necessarily necessary, but... That, that was in that whole stretch of that finale where they're doing the ritual, the ritual doesn't work, now they're getting chased in all these different directions, Ben's under like a pile of dirt. The movie the movie makers are just trying to kill Jessica Chastain and fucking corn syrup and fucking mm-hmm. blood. <laughs> like... That's, I think, I believe, has the Guinness record for, like, the most amount of fake blood used in a movie scene. That's insane. Is what, the, what, what it was. And the, you um, can literally see her struggling through it. You got Eddie and Richie going through doors with, like, weird fucking dog skeletons and stuff. It's all, it's all fucking weird. Um, but that's the fear. That's their fears. It's a manifestation of fear. I know it's hard to fathom, Mr. I'm not scared of anything. No, like, that's the, not what I mean. Get out of here. When we're two hours and 15 minutes sure, in. but it's the manifestation of it. And that's it throwing everything it has, right? It's trying to get everything it has out, trying to destroy them. Because for whatever reason, it can't do it. Yeah. So, well, so we think that's it. I could have also done without the whole fucking romance, romance, yeah, Ben and Beverly that stuff. That didn't bother me. That didn't bother me for whatever reason. Because I think they did a good job of establishing it in the first one. And it was a needed through line in this, and it didn't over... I was worried it was going to be too much of it, and it wasn't. So that's... I was like, I was totally fine with how much of it we got. Okay. Um, what I really hate, hate, hate in this movie is that Pennywise gets bullied to death. I don't even have words for it. It drives me nuts. I think it's stupid. But that's the, that's the whole full circle thing. It's what they went through. I, I get that. They were all victims of bullying in some way. Cool. I, there's more than one way to make nothing, somebody there's feel There's nothing small. you can say that makes me 
not think that and again, this it's, thing that's lived through billions of years is now just going to get verbally assaulted to be this small. And then just like his little heart just crushed. It's to build up this being to what it is. And that's the climax is just to me another one of those you set up anticipation for people to be let down this way. Again, actual story. I know it's whatever that shitty spider monster it is, and, like, they do something and it blows up. Fine. Whatever. Cool. I'm not gonna insult Bruce the shark from Jaws until it explodes. No, I'm gonna shoot it with a fucking gun and it's gonna go everywhere. I'd much prefer that. I'm just tired of big fucking villain creature things just, like, wilting away. Happen with Voldemort. Happen with fucking Thanos. Happen with fucking Pennywise. It is. Does, does, does all three of those things not, like, dust away? Well, Voldemort did because he, he died. Yeah. Because all of his horcruxes were, were dead. Because yeah, he but, split his soul into eight pieces. I'm not getting into this with you right now. The, the visual effect well, that we why, saw was... Yeah, the, and not, then everyone else copied it. Don't start. Don't fucking start. You don't want to get into this with me. You shouldn't have brought it up. I want Voldemort exploding. I've been through eight movies. He it away. He was old and he no. was fragmented. But boom That's what Voldemort deserved. Voldemort doesn't deserve no, just like wilting away. Spoken like a true Slytherin. You can move on. If we're going to go out, we're going to go out. Mm. Hey, you watch it. That's my hero. <laughs> exactly. Um, Please continue your stupid But point. no, just... I remember, like, after, like, reading, like, the Reddit comments and stuff, and it's like, so Pennywise just couldn't survive being on, like, Xbox Live in 2008? Or, like, like Reddit comments and stuff? It just... I just don't like it. I It just... Okay. I don't think was the right creative choice. And as much as it's fun to just watch Bill Hader and Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy just yell insults at a fucking clown, weak sauce to me. Okay. Total weak sauce. It didn't bother you? I, I didn't expect that to be the outcome. Um, I I just, you know, I like the message of it. I think that that's a, a great message. There's sure. more than one way to make someone small. Um, I think that that's kind of what they were going for more so. Um <laughs> that good. that that reaction is enough for me. It, I, I'll I'll take that but as I, a win. I did like the sequence, but it could it have been done differently and better in some opinions? Sure. Good, I'll take it. Um, let's get an MVP and LVP. So we already named Teach Grant the LVP. Yes, I already wrote. I him mean, down. I just didn't. I just thought it was complete, wholly unnecessary. Wholly unnecessary, and his. Wackity schmackity, <laughs> yeah. Wackity schmackity, just totally ill fitting the mood and the I tone of it all. Yeah. Like I mentioned, Isaiah Mustafa ultimately is just, I think, writing is the problem. Stephen King, I just can't tolerate as an actor or on screen in any manner of speaking, but a cameo is not as bad as Bowers taking up. Bowers probably had more screen time than Pennywise, yeah. right? Like, probably if, if, equal. Between the young Bowers and older Bowers. I well, young know. Bowers, I don't mind. I thought that, that guy was actually pretty good. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, they gave him. Yeah. Like, they recapped his part of the story. Yeah, it's just not necessary. 
Um, so Teach Grant is joining a, a rare list of uh, people that have won both an MVP and an LVP. Uh, he's definitely uh, probably one of the weirdest names on this. The weirdest name on this list. Him and Douglas Seal would uh, definitely be the 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 ones that just stand out. Oh boy! So congrats, uh, MVP. All right, now this is gonna be a discussion, I think. Uh, I don't think it should be, but we. Can I mean, have it's, it Bill it's Bill Hader. It's Bill Hader. It's Bill Hader. And I say that. I mean, it, it could you could make a really good case for two other people. I mean, so. It, but but Bill Hader is carried the emotional weight of this movie and the comedic carried weight of the comedic weight of this movie, really fused them together so well, and just the way he played Richie was is exactly what that character exactly is. what I envisioned. Pitch perfect. Great. He got to sneak in his job of the hut impression. The, it was awesome. When he's yelling at Pennywise and the deadlights go on and his face and his eyes just go white and his reaction to that is one of the is one of the coolest moments in like a horror movie I've ever seen. It's just that's just awesome. And then his reaction to Eddie's death is just so so heartfelt and emotional yeah. and unexpected right. for him. But then even like in like even in like the in betweens. What I had written down, like, there was He just, throws like, up a bunch of times. Yeah, throws up a few times, but, like, there was, like, even some scenes, like, oh, look, everyone's here. What's wrong with me? Like, um, what did he say? Yeah, it, it was just, like, um, it, I just thought it was really well done when he's, like, oh, everyone's here. Oh, y'all look great. What the fuck happened to me? Like, when he sees, like, Ben and Beverly... And he's like, great. Like, I, I just thought he was just really charismatic. And it was just so sarcastic. I just really thought he brought so much to it and so, transitioned so easily in between being, like, serious and not serious and emotional and not emotional. And it just worked so well and really played off everyone 99% else. of people would distract from what's happening and what they're going for with the way that he's able to get his laughs in and his quips in in these super serious, super crazy moments. And with him, it feels totally totally natural. It feels like a fully developed person that would 100% do that in yes. those situations. Yes. Um, so it's him without question for me. Uh, so yeah. he's a uh, three-time MVP now. He's tied with Robin Williams, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling... Michael Fassbender, Carl Weathers, and Robert De Niro as three-time MVPs. Only uh, Samuel Jackson, Tom Hanks, Hugh Jackman, and James McAvoy have more. Uh, McAvoy. McAvoy was excellent. He's my number three. I think he's very, very good. He's always going to be good. I mean, he's just he's he's a fantastic actor. I mean, come on. My two is James Ransone. He was. Jack Dylan Glazer. Like, that, that, that is exactly. who that human being is going to grow up to be, is that individual. No, and I, and I just love, like, the whole, like, I'm an average height for a man. I'm like, five foot nine, that's average. It, almost like, in lockstep with Hater. The only reason I go with Hater more than Ransone is because Ransone didn't really have that emotional switch. Until that one scene where he froze. 
And then his reaction when he froze, and then he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. That was the but only one, really. It still felt cartoony to me a little bit. So okay. that's. Also, his token scene is my least favorite of them all. I don't know what the fucking point was of him getting, Covered like, projectile in. tar vomited on while Angel in the Morning plays. Like, what the fuck was the point of that? I love Angel in the Morning. I prefer the Shaggy version. Oh, yeah. But. They heard it either at the beginning or the end of the... Or maybe, <laughs> I'll, just, or maybe I'll just throw it in the middle of the podcast and it'll make no sense, just like they did it in the movie. Um, I, he had a lot more stuff, I think, that he was involved in. Because he also got stabbed in the cheek and had that weird scene with Bowers, even though he has a great line where he's like, shave that fucking mullet, asshole. <laughs> it's been 30 years. He's involved in a lot more stuff that ultimately wasn't entertaining or necessarily good in the movie where hater was bringing a lot of that stuff up ransom was just there in things sure okay i can see that so that that was kind of why i went with hater more but yeah it's hater hater's great jessica chastain's very good jessica chastain is good in this movie she's good in this movie she's not the lvp she's not she's not the lvp she's good in this movie she's a good solid number five i'd have bill skarsgård four oh yeah for the little he's given, yeah. he still does a great job. But she's good. But yeah, she's good. She's good. good. I couldn't complain in this. Yeah. I she had a lot of emotion. Her face moved, and I was happy to see Her it. Face moved. What when she was when she played Vuk or whatever in Dark Phoenix? Face didn't fucking move. It's true. Lack of uh, nothing. Very true. What a fucking character choice. Monotone face doesn't move. Oh, great acting. Fuck, I could do that. I'm a terrible actress. All things are true. What else on it? Chapter two. Um, let me see. I went. I went pretty. Pretty much went through everything that I that I had. I don't want Excuse this me. to be the it chapter two of podcast either. We're I know, right? I know. Um, I mean, I just thought that. Yeah. I. What would you do if uh, all of a sudden you uh, woke up, there's red balloons outside? Well, there was a one day when Julie and I were playing outside and a random balloon came, did come across. Remember that? Is it red? I think it might have been orange. Well, then I wouldn't be terrified. You're just playing outside and a, and a balloon is just floating by, but it doesn't go all the way up. It kind of comes back down. Julie was like, ooh, daddy. I'm like, mm, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I thought you were gonna ask, like, what would you do if, like, I just got a call, and it was like, hey, it's, God, I don't even have a name, hey, it's Joey from Akron, Ohio, it's been 27 years, like, what the fuck happened 27 years ago? When I was seven years old in Akron, Ohio, that would have been 1994, it's like, did we kill a guy or something? That's, that's a fear of mine, is that I'm forgetting something from my past that's gonna come back to haunt me. Yeah, I don't think it would be that level, um... You don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's be fair. Akron, Ohio is probably the closest thing we have to dairy. At least it's not Detroit. It's true. We're not Detroit. We're not Detroit. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I just, yeah, I think it just... I'm surprised you liked it so much. was a hit. I don't know what it is, man. I just really like the way that they tell Stephen King. Maybe I should read his books. I'm terrified to read his books. That's why I haven't done it. Because he's such a great storyteller for the most part. He develops these amazing characters. Except the end. 
Well, he develops these amazing <laughs> characters, and you know, I think that it's just terrifying because I I always prefer books because of the detail you can get into that you you have to leave out in a movie, unfortunately, due to the time. But um, I just I just don't know. So the director Andy uh, Muschietti is the one that's doing the Flash movie that's for great. the DCE. That's so um, I'm interested oh, to see. Yeah kind of where he goes from, from here. Yeah. Oh, and when Stan was killing himself, I meant to ask this earlier, when Stan was killing himself, he was having flashbacks of Ben. He was in love with Ben, right? No. Why was he having flashbacks of Ben? He was? I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, there were flashbacks of Ben all up, all up over. He cut his wrist, he's there. Ben, Ben. I don't Or not that. Ben, Bill. Bill. Oh, I think it's just because he was his friend. They were like best friends, essentially. Okay. That'd be the only thing that I could I could take. Um, um, so yeah, there was that random scene where like him at, at his like bris or whatever the Jewish rite of passage. Complete opposite. It was a bar mitzvah. I thought that was a a good scene to give backstory, but not necessarily. Again, like I said, I like what the, I like what the character did. Yeah. I, I like he took himself out of the gang because he didn't want to be weak. Yeah. Um, I. There's going to be a point I was going to make about that, and I'm not going to remember it now. Um, not getting a lot of Wyatt Olaf like we got in the first movie is, is a good yeah. addition to yeah. me. Yeah, but I, and I just really love the visuals. I forgot to talk about the visual that I loved the most, even though I didn't like the scenes with um, older Bowers. Mm-hmm. That visual, that red balloon, and then it just transitions to old Bowers. I mm. thought... There's like, a lot of good transitions. I yeah. thought that... Like some of the, like the transitions were great. I thought the visuals were great. I like the suicide note. The thing about being losers, you don't have anything to lose, um, which isn't arguably is not true when they're adults because they have families and you know mortgage mm-hmm. and stuff. But I get the point. If you had a mortgage, you were not and a loser. That's guaranteed. It. Well, that's not necessarily true. That's <laughs> being sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> There's Damn. a lot of LMI that people have to loan moderate income. You know, oh, fuck housing, off. We're not getting into this. Federal regulations and stuff. I yeah, mean, definitely making the strong case that not a loser. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. Know. Please don't touch me. There was going to be a point I was going to make about Stan. It's going to drive me crazy now. Oh, <laughs> it was about Stan. But you're talking about visuals. My favorite visual was <laughs> the new kids on the block poster. <laughs> In oh my god, that was terrifying. With the eyes, this movie would have gotten an extra like point, point and a half for me if they hired fucking what uh, Danny Knight or George Knight or whatever the fuck his name was to like be like a zombified monster version of himself coming out of that fucking closet or coming out of that fucking locker. That was like that to me like one of the top five scariest moments of the movie. Is like, oh shit, that new kid's on the block poster is gonna come alive. No, but then it was just. It was there. It was pretty cool. It was. It, like if you're going to do a jump scare, do it the right way. Those Not visuals like were good. Yeah. Score time for it. Chapter two. Um, I don't know. For wrap it up, I don't know who's supposed to go first. So. Um, I liked it. Okay. I did. I thought that the casting was excellent. Visuals were great. Um, you know, overall story was good. It was too long, but it was really funny. Um, I didn't like it as much as I liked the first one, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I still like the first one a lot. So I think I'm going to give this movie, I'm actually thinking I'm going to give it an eight. Wow. Okay. I did enjoy it a lot. I could watch this again. 
Um, but maybe like not at eleven o'clock at night, and then have night. Well, we started early. Like we started. I know. And it, it was like almost midnight. We weren't. By the time we we weren't gonna do the whole thing once through, but I was into it. I couldn't. Entirely too long. Couldn't go to sleep. Makes this is gonna be more so a score, just based on. It's not what I would have done with this movie. Sure. Had different expectations for it. Would have had some different tones and some different focuses other places and I would have chopped at least 45 minutes off of it at least and, and I would have not given in to being as true to the books as it was I'm gonna give it a six. Oh wow I, I was gonna go a little bit higher you really first, didn't but from, like it well I mean it's still an above average movie sure. Hater is incredible Ransone is great McAvoy's very good. Chastain is good. I'm going a little bit further down on each one. Not enough Bill Skarsgård. A 10 to a 6, that, that's how I felt walking out of that movie the first time, and I felt the same way rewatching. as like, it's, I just can't help but feel like completely let down. Yeah. And that, that's, where, that's where I go with it. So a 7 for It Chapter 2 is, I think, a fair score. And that's fair. Uh... Next week, we already have gotten one of the two movies that we're watching for next week down. The It... Uh, the It. The, the It Part 1 and 2. The it, Again. The It Part You. No. Uh, the You Part 1. Uh, we'll watch The You Part 2 tomorrow and uh, get kind of ahead. Uh, then after that, my nominated movie, Good Boys. Then our final Wrap It Up movie. We will finally have wrapped it up. It is Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Technically, not even sure if it should be part of the Wrap It Up series. We're just doing it because it's the only other Star Trek movie we have. No, it shouldn't be. It's and we're getting into different like... Different universe. Well, but like it's kind of explained in Star Trek Into Darkness that in Star Spock Prime's era, Khan is, you know, so we're doing it because it's the only other Star Trek movie that we have. We discussed this before. So then we should do the MCU movies all together. If that's your argument. We talked about this before. We had a big conversation about it. This is what we decided to do. It's what we're doing. Uh, then after that... We'll I didn't to... make that decision. Yeah, we did. We did it together. And that fridge squirting always scares the shit out of me. Uh, we'll get into <laughs> just like your fan at the side of your bed. <laughs> that I think has eyes now. Uh, this is what I'm scared of as an adult. Are just appliances around the house. I I have to have a fan next to my bed, and it has two green lights. One to show it's on, and one to show the level of fan that there. There's three levels, and it shows the level and the distance between the lights. Mullet thought it was a person looking at him yesterday uh, while we were in the middle of watching Killer Grandma. So I have not laughed that hard in ages. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeo.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Arcadeo.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary. I don't know. I just, I've, I'm so frazzled by the fan. Um, for my retro wrestling diary, I'm in the year 1993 right now. You can also check me out at your house, 38 on Instagram for my show, Boxing Friends, where I show off the many, many things that I have purchased and the many, many things that I collect. Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio for bonus content. Our summer game series is hopefully going to be starting here in the next uh, month or so. Follow us on Twitter at Mary W. Movies. 
Facebook.com slash Married with Movies and Married with Movies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Samantha, anything else? I was just listening to see if the fridge was going to add any add anything. Uh, uh, check me out in the mullet's uh, kitchen. This is what the mullet fridge sounds like. <laughs> sounds like Beetlejuice and Dr. Teeth had a baby. No, this is like a fat DJ voice. <laughs> This is every Beck Bennett character in 10 years. <laughs> I'm the mullet fridge. <laughs> I'm soaking wet for you. Anything else? Nah, nah, you're good, man. For mullet. This is the mullet's fridge. <laughs> Signing out for the sixth episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Fuck you. I need to start writing these down so I remember when to bring them back. I'm old enough to face the Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.